When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, it's normally sad hearing that music one time, <laughs> but we heard it. This is the second time. No, we heard it like 20 we, times. We heard right? it a lot of times, more so than you guys did. It's YouTube's fault. Don't blame us. Welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to leave a like, drop a comment, subscribe, even leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. I'm Anthony Totry, joined, as always, on these post-game shows by Sean DePaz, Shane Diefenbach, He's at DFA. He is going to be joining <laughs> us here in just a little bit. Sean, it is time, unfortunately, for a walk of shame. The second one of 2023 because AS... No, is this the... I can't... I, I got to get this shit right. I don't, How I, many fucking games you have we lost this year? You had a second opportunity to get it right. I know. You didn't. This All is right. Arizona. The first game this is the first we lost game of the loss of 2023. The first, first game, loss of 2023. I'm heated. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm upset. This is the first time... That we're going to be taking a walk of shame in 2023 because Arizona State came up just shy against number five, UCLA, 74 to 62. Sean, a lot to get into tonight, but just before we do any of that initial reactions. Yeah, man, I'm honestly glad this kind of all got fucked up because going into the original uh, attempt at this, so it's all kind of sad and this, this, I think, put things in perspective. And I think it's important to put this game in perspective. Um, what DJ Horn looked like in the second half. He missed it. Um, yeah, that's a problem. But, I mean, like I said, it's important to keep this game in perspective. This is a game ASU was supposed to lose. I think this is a game we – we had, as optimistic as we've been about this team all year, we we pointed to the pro- possi- the probability that they're going to lose two games to UCLA this year. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it, God, it would have just been nice. It would have been really nice. And I really wanted it, and there was there was clearly a chance. But in the um, – this is, like I said to you, the – this this team ASU was ASU tonight. They they played amazing defense. They were really good offensively for a single half, and yeah. then their offense disappeared. They got kind of bullied on the off uh, when it came to um, defensive rebounds. Uh, they gave UCLA way too many second third opportunities. That's a recipe for disaster. Um, the fact that it was as far as it was, the far that, the fact that they got the game was as close as it was for as long as it was is important. Um, but Cole says in the chat, I think they just kind of ran out of energy. Yeah, they quite literally ran out of the juice down the stretch. UCLA finished the game um, on a 16-2 to run over the last 5.50 and change. They finished on a 9-0 run with 2.30 and change. Uh, and ASU didn't score a single bucket for the last three minutes yeah. and 36 seconds. That is simply not good enough. No. It is not good enough to beat most teams in college basketball, let alone top five, yeah. a top five team nationally, a, a number one team in a conference. Um, and, and to be quite frank, oh, what, what Stanford happened? got its first Pac-12 dub. Hey, round of applause for Stanford. Congratulations. They, they beat Oregon State. Um, no, it just quite frankly wasn't good enough offensively down the stretch. Defensively, they showed up. Yeah, they they, they no, did exactly what you expect this team to do night in, night out defensively. You look at the starters, 
all five played 30 plus minutes, mm-hmm. um, but 30 plus minutes to only get six points from your starting point guard, not good enough. No. Six points out of Devin Cambridge. He'd probably be the first one to tell you it wasn't good enough. Yeah. Um, and DJ Horn, I know he finished with 14 points, but what, 11 of those came in the first I half? so, yeah. Like, you, you just need story more. all you year, man. You need more, man. Yeah, it's not that you need more. You need it for a full game because you're getting plenty out of these guys for moments. But it's 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 happened too often where either they have to come back in the second half or they disappear in the second half. Yeah. Um, and that is obviously a problem. And that, that is, that's going to be a problem. You can afford stuff like that now in, in the Pac-12. You can you can afford to lose a couple of games. You can afford to, you know, play poorly because you're playing lesser teams yeah. at times. Um, it's not going to fly in the Pac-12 tournament if you were trying to win a Pac-12 championship. But it's certainly not going to fly in the NCAA tournament. No, by no um, means. So... I, that's got that has to change. Um, but how do you let's 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 stop what we normally do, right? For a second here, we talk about it, we move on. How do we fix this? How if I'm Bobby Hurley and I'm this coaching staff, right? I go back to the drawing board. You got a big game that now is turned into I feel like a must win on Saturday, right? Just to get right. Yeah. Okay. How do you fix an issue with DJ Horn offensively that seems to be the Redheaded stepchild, for lack of better terms, when it comes to Arizona State basketball, right? Whether it's a first half dominant scoring effort like it was tonight, and then he disappears in the second half, or there's some games where he's just chucking up shots, and I know Bobby Hurley lets him shoot, right? That he gives his guys a little bit of free reign. But at what point is it like, okay, we have to steer this ship offensively so we can look at a guy other than Des Cambridge night in and night out and be like, look, we're getting. 15, 16, 17 points from this guy, and he's not doing it just in one half. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if there's an answer to that. I, I is it a confidence thing? I don't I just think this is what these guys are. They're inconsistent shooters and, and they're they're very they're hot and cold shooters. Um which can you it's a it's a it's kind of live or die, live live by it, die by it kind of thing. Um uh, <laughs> I mean I think we have to be realistic about this team specifically the starters des is a scorer and that's what he's been this year but it hasn't been consistent warren washington is a big man who is not here for his offensive prowess necessarily but we've seen it we've no, seen it, it, we he's know capable he's capable of it. of it yeah but that's not why he, he's here i think all of these guys are capable of having good games dev is not a scorer so anytime that we get points from him i i consider it uh, like cherry on top that was not anything we ever expected from him Frankie, he was the great unknown coming into this year. He didn't play much, and and um, someone said in the chat, I can't, I don't know who it was, but someone, oh Joe, he said DJ got smushed against a bigger team, and then uh, no, that's not what. Oh, Fr- Eric said it. Frankie Collins has been disappointing. He has been disappointing uh, as far as the score, but the reality is, is we did not know what to expect from him coming into this because he didn't get time at Michigan, um, and he clearly is not a scorer. He do- he's not a good shooter. He's shooting like thirty percent during the year, I think they said. Um, and the only way he really has a chance of producing offense is driving to the basket. Yeah. This is not a team. This is a team that needs to rely on their defense if they're going to win games. Um, they, 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 it's just the reality of it. When you get a performance against Oregon, great, but you cannot rely on that. That's not, it's not going to happen. Yeah, no, UCLA is not Oregon. No. Right. Uh, you're, you're going to want to, you getting to the tournament is fine and dandy. You want to make noise. Yeah. You want to make a 100%. run. Right. But this is like, like you said, defense and transition basketball will get you past Oregon. It'll get you past 95% of the teams 
in the Pac-12. But when it comes down to, I would argue, UCLA, USC, Arizona, potentially Utah, it's not. It barely, it barely got the job done against Oregon State. Yeah. No. Uh, I, I think it is enough to beat anyone in the conference if the other team is having a bad day. UCLA did not Fuck have that. a bad day. Fuck that. No, but I mean, it's the reality of it. I, I think it, it is enough. They could have won this game if UCLA wasn't shooting the lights out in the first half. Fuck, they kept Jaime Hawkes to two points for the vast majority of the game. He scored seven late, um, and they had Bona with almost no points for most of the game as well. So it, the defense did their job, um, or did the job. They did the job defensively, but I don't know, man. This this is just what the offense is. Cole brings up an interesting question in the chat. Do we see Nunez become the starting point guard sometime this year if Frankie doesn't bounce back? I don't think so. I think Frankie I, I think Frankie is too valuable offensively um from like a facilitator standpoint. And I still think Austin makes too many freshmen. Yeah, I think Frankie's it, basketball IQ is yeah, far surpassed yeah. Austin as I, it is right now. Yeah, no, no. I think Frankie is the starting point guard for this team for the future. Um, but you mean Austin. Austin, yes, excuse me. But um Frankie, as for this season, I, he's certainly the starter. I, uh, I think if we, if Austin was the starter, he would fall out in every game. He just makes yeah. too many too many mistakes in that regard. Which is like he's a freshman, so it, it, that shit happens. The fact that he's even getting this kind of play is wild to me. Uh, never would have expected it. And he's doing a lot with his minutes. He is doing a lot with his minutes. They're productive minutes in large part, and and he has cut down on the, on those rookie mistakes um, from what he was doing early on in the year, but. It is weird, and uh, people keep saying it, so I gotta say it, dude. Oh, <laughs> Enoch yeah. minutes, oh, bro, no. and not just the Enoch minutes. We always get one or two Enoch minutes. Enoch minutes that included a bucket. We got points from Enoch. A bear down, bear five five twenty down. Don't even, put, don't even put the clown. Choke. Don't even put. The I mean, clown come on, there, you right. lost to Oregon and Washington State. Yeah. Oregon, who we fucking boat race. Y'all, y'all choked on some... By the way, go check the Pac-12 standings. I y'all was, choked on some duck. I don't want to do that, ago, but, so I don't want to hear it. We're still ahead of you in the standings. Um, anyways, had to get that off my chest. Um, I can't... I hope UCLA beats the fuck out of the fucking wild. <laughs> yeah, it would be nice. Saturday, bro. would be nice. And, you know, care. if USC had won, um, Arizona would not be in a... Top four. First round by. You're in dangerous territory, my friends. Dangerous territory. Still a lot of... Territory. And you only lost by, you only beat us by nine. I'm just saying. Just hey, we coming. I'm just, just we coming. Hey, let's take a look at the, the numbers of tonight's game. Obviously, the only one that matters at the end of the day is that final score, 74 to 62 in favor of the Bruins. A good night shooting, it felt like, for ASU. Just was enough. 44.9% from the field to UCLA's 50%. Both teams shooting relatively the same from behind the arc. 40.9% for Arizona State. 42.9% for UCLA. The free throw numbers... Seems to be the, I guess, consistent, yeah, they don't like get the line. inefficiency for Arizona State, right? Nine of twelve to UCLA, sixteen of twenty-one, yeah. um, and then and the offensive rebounds are nine to ten, nine and to ten, uh, nine to one. ten. Um, yeah, I mean the offensive rebounds we kind of talked about already. They they just they get bullied on the boards, and then, especially against a team as good as UCLA, there's far too many like. Second and third chances, like I said. Yeah. But that free throw number is a problem. And for the people that are disappointed by Frankie, he is amazing at at getting into the lane and driving to the back. He's yeah. not great at finishing necessarily, but he is great at getting there. So that is something I would like to see more from him is kind of is drawing fouls, getting to the line. Uh, Warren gets to the line a decent amount, but he is not a good free throw shooter. So you can only do so much with that. Um, but 
those free throw numbers are a problem. And it was a problem last year. This is a team that tries to live too much out on the perimeter and not not getting baskets inside. Not I mean, you talked you mentioned earlier with Warren. You've seen him produce offensively, but the problem is they don't get him the ball. Yeah. Um is that on Bobby or who is that like? I, I think that's on, I think that part's on Bobby. I, I, it's the whole guard youth thing. I think he, I think this is situation. Can we feed this man, dude? Yeah, he's seven feet tall. If he doesn't give have, him the ball, if he doesn't score double digits the next time they play Washington against the zone, that's a problem. In give my him opinion. the ball. I, I think you got to give him the ball. I think you got to give him the ball more. But this is this is again Frankie, another place where he gets in. He is a tremendous facilitator. Like you said, he has great basketball IQ. If he can get to the basket, make defenders in the paint respect him, and then can get the ball to Washington, yeah. that's a recipe for success. This game, this team doesn't have to live on the paint. And if you make teams respect you on with your interior offense, Dez, DJ, even Devin apparently are going to have better opportunities to hit better shots. Because yeah. we mentioned that too during the game. The guards on this team have a propensity to take bad shots yeah. it's the reality of it. especially when they've been hot for a half then they come into the second half and they make they take dumb shots it happened from dj it happened from des tonight they both made they both took bad shots in the second half that's a problem yeah. um so yeah I, you got you got to use i think you have to you have to play inside the paint more i think that i think this team can be successful there yeah jj in the chat my head hurts bro i feel you it says heart but both Oh, my heart hurts? <laughs> they both Bro, I hurt. thought he said head hurts. Honestly, my head and my heart hurt. Like, it is what it is. Uh, before we bring Shane in here, I want to tell everybody how they can ease the pain of this mm. L, and that is by some four peaks, mm. specifically this coming Wednesday, guys. Last Wednesdays are back. Join the PHNX crew at the 8th Street Pub on January 25th as all of our shows are live and in person throughout the day. Guys, this includes the Suns show. That you got the luxury of watching yeah. for the first five minutes. <laughs> Enjoy $3 beer specials and come say what's up to everybody, including us, Suns, Cardinals, Rising, and everybody in between. Again, go check out Four Peaks 8th Street Pub on January 25th. And if you get out there earlier in the day, you can stop at Burrito Express on the way. Because mm. you can have yourself a day, honestly. Go Burrito Express, then go to Four Peaks, you know. Have a beer or two, stay there for a while, and then have more four-piece food. Um, but the key there is you start your day with Burrito Express. Yes, sir. Um, the Tiger Campbell mid-range jumper of burritos. Let's just say it's fucking amazing. Oh, it's fucking that amazing. That hurts. It's, it's the reality of it. Someone said in the chat, Frankie needs one of them. Um, he needs a mid-range jumper, and he needs some Burrito Express. He does. Maybe the Burrito Express will teach him how to shoot a mid-range jumper. Because <sighs> I can't, you know, the streets are saying that there's magical powers the in these burritos. I can't make that claim. I, I don't want to lie to you if it's not true, but the streets are saying that there's magic in the burritos. Anyways, check them out. Uh, and if you buy a $25 Burrito Express gift card and you get a free burrito, a free one, kind of like the, the, the throws would be if Frankie got into the goddamn paint and drew fouls. Stop it. Um, so yeah, check them out. Head over to your nearby Burrito Express location today and check them out on Twitter at Burrito EXP. Yes, sir. Without further ado, the man, the myth, the thief. Let's the bring stash. him in. From DFA, Shane Diefenbach. Buddy, what the fuck happened? <laughs> I mean, you played a top five team in the country. Like, you yeah. were competing the entire time, and they showed why they're a top five team in the country. You had the luxury of holding Jaime Jaquez to two points for most of the game. Yep. What, 35 minutes of it? Yeah. And then he showed why he's Jaime Jaquez and why he's been such a force at UCLA for five years. And Tiger Campbell showed why he is so good. And, you know, let me pull up the stat. This is this is this is where I get lost a little bit. Um, 
Campbell and Singleton combined for 43 points on 14 of 21 shooting. Yep. 14 of 21 shooting, 43 points. When that is happening and you're in a game, like I don't know what to say. The, where I am not upset with the outcome by any means. I mean, I'm 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 hurt by the outcome, but yeah. I'm not disappointed. It's just I'm disappointed in a lot of the reaction that we always see with ASU fans. It's, this game wasn't close. And did you watch the fucking game? Yeah, I, yeah. It, I, it boils my blood. And I saw fans leaving, and when it started getting bad, it is what it is. But I don't know. This was really encouraging to me, and the guys are really broken up about this loss. And you can tell Bobby was pretty emotional in the press conference. He mentioned consistently about damage control. He kept saying that phrase, damage control, and what he's going to have to do in these next couple of days before the 48-hour turnaround to play USC and get these guys' heads straight because this loss hurts. It hurts real yeah. bad. Yeah. I think, and that's something we haven't talked about, but you, you brought up the guys. I know they talked about the atmosphere at DFA tonight. Um, I know they broke records in terms of student attendance. It looked like a packed house. But I think that that's something that can go so far beyond just Arizona State basketball right, is we've seen the mantra in the past about, oh, ASU is going to find a way to lose uh, the quote-unquote sleeping giant, whatever, show up for the first half and be done, right? But this is an ASU team that finished the first half of this game, I mean, on a just a ridiculous roll, right? You talk about the Des Cambridge half-court shot, but just getting fans out to these events, right? You got them there to the basketball game. Everyone's super hyped for the football season, Shane, you were there. What was it like being in that building tonight with a number five team coming to town? You know, I, I it's hard to say that it was just as fun as the Kansas game that I went to and was able to storm the court as a student. That was pretty great. But, I mean, it was almost as fun. I, I texted you guys. I literally got four your heart rate is too high notifications on my Apple Watch. <laughs> like, while I was sitting down, not cheering, not doing anything, just sitting there. And maybe it was because I was suppressing my emotions, but it, it, it was so unbelievable. This place can get so damn loud. It's, it, it's the way it's built. It's how old it is and the appeal of it. You know, we love to hate on it and the water turns off, the electricity doesn't work, whatever. But it, there's something magical about a packed house at DFA. And you could really feel, you know, the, how dense this, the atmosphere was with these fans and how excited they were the entire night and, I, I don't, I genuinely, the, the Kansas runs that they went on, you know, big shots from Remy, those were awesome, but I don't know if it ever got as loud as it did on a couple of the runs they were tonight because it was so loud. That's encouraging, man. I mean, I can't imagine what it was like after that half-court shot. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. That, we were going crazy here. Totri was like, do something, do something. And he fucking banks it in. I lost my <laughs> do damn crazy. mind. I lost my yeah. damn mind. When, when you guys tweeted that, I knew that's exactly what happened. I yeah. Shit <laughs> through the TV screen. Yeah, I mean, my, my biggest hope for the crowd is that is, you know, I, I mentioned it, my concern that maybe like AP voters, for example, will look at the score, see ASU lost by 12 and not really understand yeah. that this was most for the, in large part, ASU's game. They, they were they were controlling this game for a lot. Or not controlling, but you know what I mean. Um, hopefully the fans re can recognize since they were yeah. there that most of the, this was a tremendous game. And like I have been trying to say, keep it in the context of the fact that damn near everybody on the planet thought ASU would lose to UCLA two times this year. So the fact that this was even competitive and that this was this was still the best team in the conference. Yeah. Like it, that it's easy to be negative because it's a loss, but this 
was as close to a moral victory, I think, as you can get in a loss. It, yeah, it, it, absolutely. Something to be encouraged about. Because not only was were you battling, but you had them on the ropes. You had yeah. Jaime Hawkins struggling to move the ball. There were moments in this game where he looked lost out there. And whether that be Devin Cambridge stepping up or Dez was on him a couple times, he couldn't do anything. And if it weren't for Tiger Campbell, if Tiger Campbell didn't play basketball tonight or maybe two shots don't fall, ASU wins this game. Like the amount of runs they would go on, huge three from Dez and then a dunk from Dev or vice versa, whatever it is, huge layup, a steal, a three by Nunez, every single time they brought the lead to five or six, Tiger Campbell came down and hit a tough mid-range. And, and I just you, – you can't say enough about a guy that – you know, might not be considered a top-tier NBA draft prospect because he's been here so long, but he's such a winner, and he's just yeah. – there's something about a guy For that's sure. been at a school like UCLA, the prestige that UCLA has, coached by the same coach and Mick Cronin that can just get it done night in and night out no matter the circumstances, no matter how loud it is. It's It was it, – as hard as it was, it was impressive to watch. Yeah. yeah. I want to get back to something about the crowd too because LTC makes an interesting point about how there's big-time recruits in attendance, and this is – I guess if anyone is watching the show and they are now doubting ASU, maybe not interested in going to games, like the the recruits and stuff that are there, they don't give a shit about how good the basketball team is. They don't care if the basketball team wins this game. Yeah. What they're seeing the is fans. the fans, the environment of what it's like to be an athlete at ASU. Um, and that's what makes an impact on recruits, not necessarily the result of the game. Um, so go to the games, man. Like, keep going. Don't, this should not be discouraging to you. If anything, it should be encouraging. Yeah, 100%. Bear, yeah. Uh, bear 520 down in the chat. Arizona's the best team in the conference. Uh, we can't hear you from down there in the stands, but uh, <laughs> let us know when you're on the same level. Uh, let's get to bottle service. Why don't we? Uh, this one kind of hurts because yeah. it felt like there was a lot left on the table. DJ Horn getting bottle service tonight. 14 points, 4 of 9 from the field. Three assists, and we already kind of talked about it, Shane, but I want to get your perspective. This one stings a little bit simply because 11 of those 14 came in the first half. Oh, it was it was 11? I thought it was all 14. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, we talked to him after the game. He he, he explained it as, you know, I mean, he, was, he didn't, like, miss a bunch of shots in the second half like we've seen him do. It wasn't inefficiency that killed it. It was just, the, he, as he said, the ball was moving differently in that yeah. second half. I think UCLA, the, the the team they are, how well coached they are, they made adjustments. And, you know, DJ just couldn't get his looks that were working. And I think a lot of it is he likes to score a lot in transition. Um, and they, they just they weren't running as much as they could have been in that second half. There weren't the, the biggest number is they forced three turnovers. UCLA only committed three turnovers in the second half. And that's yeah. not going to help your transition game. And that's where I think DJ thrives. Um, another area where he thrives that Bobby mentioned that I think doesn't get talked about enough is his defense. Yeah. We're always like, you know, why is he always the why is he always the leader in minutes each game? Why is he in so much? And I think it's because of the stuff we don't see. It's because of on the stat sheet. It's the defense. It's it's how he's willing to take anyone on at any given time. Um, he was really good defensively tonight. tonight. Yeah, had two yeah. steals tonight. Uh, real quick, Shane, you're 100 percent right. He scored all 14 of his points tonight in the first half. Yeah. yeah. Which. Not good enough. Not man. great from a guard or starting guard. Not, <laughs> not good enough. Not good enough. Is it, can we stop wanna... saying there's DJ Horn games? You're the only one exist. that says that. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't say that today. Shane tweeted it. He said we might be getting a DJ Horn game. Yeah, and there no, was every reason to believe. No, I, I I asked the question. I didn't say we were. I said oh, <laughs> well, I'm answering DJ Horn it. Games. I'm I answering excited, the question. Well, and but... there was every reason to believe that there was a DJ Horn game in the first half. We got uh, a DJ Horn half. That's fine. It's okay. Here's something I want to talk about. Moving off of DJ Horn. 
is the centers, specifically as LTC brings up. Oh, I know no. we mentioned it, Enoch. But I, I mean, the Enoch thing was wild. That it, that's become a meme. I don't cool. really want to spend time on that. Why didn't we see Duke Brennan is really more of my my question. He got four minutes just cool. as Enoch did. Duke Duke slots in in those those minutes where you know they're transitioning from the starters to the bench and then back to the starters. Those those you know four to five minutes that he gets each half. Uh, he picked up two fouls really fast. Yeah. yeah, Warren had to come out of the game, and that's why we saw Enoch in that first half. Um, and I mean, Enoch looked really good. Like, he did. He, 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 he looked efficient. a lot better than I thought he would. Couple minutes. Yeah, uh, I was impressed. And I don't know. I mean, credit to uh, to UCLA and what they did in the post. I heard you guys talking about. Warren um, earlier and why he's not getting the ball. And, and though I agree with, you know, the kind of guard you stigma this team has and Bobby not feeding his centers enough, I thought tonight that wasn't it. I think Bona was the biggest part of why that wasn't it. If uh, You might not have been able to see it on the broadcast as well, but, I mean, he was just pushing everybody and anybody around in the paint. Like, you couldn't yeah. – he there was, no, there was no pass that could be made to yeah. Warren most of the night. It was, it was tough to get the ball, and they – they just, I mean, they, they're they top five team in the country. You just got to yeah. keep going back to that. Yeah. I, and that gets to the whole, the tall man versus big man conversation. Yeah. And a part of why, uh, make sure you turn the volume up for this player 520, um, why Arizona it worries me as a matchup for this team because you have a guy like Umar, who, Umar Bala, who was not a factor really in the first game, but is such a big body that can dom- it can it cause problems for a guy like Warren. Um, it is interesting that up until this point, the big guys, him and Dante, that they had to face really weren't a problem. That, that's interesting. Well, Warren, but, is, Warren is awesome defensively. Yeah, he's No, been, he is. I, I'm talking more offensively, like Enoch getting or, or Warren getting his own offensively when he has guys that much stronger than him. Uh, yeah, defensively, yeah. I'm not worried about him. I think you could point to a lot of different places where this game was quote-unquote lost. And I know the 12 points, you know, the 12 point final um differential doesn't really tell the full story of this game i think for me i know scoring down the stretch was tough um but this team relies on their bench a lot right they talk on the broadcast about how this is truly um a 10 deep roster that bobby like plays with it was 11 and (laughs) they're just you didn't get enough offensive production i feel like out of your bench you didn't get Wow. Is many Quiet 10 from Nunez, though. You, you, outside of Nunez, though, right? Yeah, Nunez and Enoch were the only bench guys to score, correct? Yes. Nunez had 10. That might, that might, have, been, that might have been the loudest 10 I've ever seen. Not from, like, watching it, but from hearing him. I mean, yeah, every, well, yeah, you could die. I mean, down the floor. yeah, I love, I love him so much. He's so you much look, fun. You look at this motherfucker <laughs> when he talks it, about it, Austin it, Nunez. He's like, oh, I just love this guy. Well, it's all like, great. It's, it's like, <laughs> listen, <laughs> it's hard not to have fun with him. Shout out to our man, Adam, or one of our social interns who had a fucking money picture yeah, of Austin. Nice but it, but the, the reason I bring that up is because you could see even in that picture, just the fucking confidence this kid has. And that's yeah, why well, he's my favorite player. Let's talk about that because I, I, I spoke to him after the game and I asked him that exact question. Uh, what, where does your confidence come from being a true freshman playing a number five team in the country? Is it something you've always had or do yeah. you strive to be like that? in the spotlight and he said quote i'm from texas nobody respects you there uh, people look at me and think i don't have game uh and i love that uh he totally right. talks plays <laughs> acts like he has a chip on his shoulder all the time and not only was he great of pulling up and you know taking big shots having the confidence to do so he also said that he wanted the task of guarding tiger campbell and i thought he did fantastic yeah. shots fell that you know only a guy like tiger campbell can make but 
I, yeah. no, no, no fault to Nunez. When your name's Tiger Campbell, you're going to get yours. Yeah, that's why. I, well, I wanted to say that. Like, it, it's, obviously, it's our job to analyze this team and the problems with them and everything. The reality of it is, is you played two of the best players. Like, well, you played one of the best players in, in the conference and then Singleton, who played like one of the best players in the conference tonight. There was nothing you could do about them. They were just making their shots, even when you made them it tough for them. You're not you're not beating a UCLA team when that happens. That's just the reality. Like, almost nobody is. Um, I think one of the only gripes I have on defense though is the corner. The corner for defense. Singleton. Yeah. Yeah. That was hundred percent. That was yeah. inexcusable. I hundred percent agree with that. Um, but yeah, the, back but to and, back to Nunez. That the fucking that Texas line is a bar. But I mean, yeah. it's also true. Like that's a football state. They don't give a shit about basketball out yeah. there. So you have to earn that kind of respect as an athlete, especially like this is gonna get a little. But like abstract, I guess. But like, when you're a high schooler and you you like you like that kind of attention and shit like that, and all the football players are getting attention, that's gonna that's you're gonna want to ball out to make sure that, yeah. that, that, that the student body recognizes, right? I love I love that. Like it, it, it yeah, it all makes you sense. Got so deep there, yeah. With, <laughs> with everything. Another thing that's really cool to see is kind of the mentor that DJ is gonna become with him, because mm-hmm. um, you know DJ is a lot younger than everybody realizes. He's a junior, I believe, right? Uh, he a redshirt junior, I think. He was talking about Nunez and his growth he's had um, already since he was on campus. And he was talking about him like he was his kid. He was like, I remember when he, you know, was fresh little baby, first day on campus. And, you know, I could already tell there was something special about him. I didn't think he had a game like this, though. And they kind of joked and smiled even after a tough defeat. And it's, it's just cool to see, like, a guy like DJ who, you know, we've, we've spoken to him before. He's just he's such a bright dude and just so ready for – I think the role he's going to mm-hmm. come into because he's truly one of the captains of this team. And I think he's going to really strive and, or really do well in that role. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, Cole brings up a point in the chat and Nunez still takes forever to get off screens. Campbell took advantage. Like as much as we're kind of pumping Nunez, like he, he's still a freshman. There's still a lot of room for growth. Like that, that can't be lost, but he's doing so much more than I think any of us expected from him so far this year. And it's hard not to get excited about that. Um, and especially when you like you, everything you just said about DJ, when you have that combination. And I mean, even Frankie, man, he's only a year older, but you could tell he has a certain maturity and kind of leadership. So, to, dude, and, and a guy like Luther, who in and of himself, like, that's a whole other thing. It was disappointing tonight, in my opinion, but um, it, it's a recipe for success. Frankie, I'm telling you, watching him and Tiger compete, I know Frankie didn't have the best night. Frankie can be Tiger Campbell. He has all of the attributes to do that. Mm-hmm. He is so close to breaking through that next, you know, 15 and eight every single night. It, it, he has everything. Yeah. I, he, I don't know what, what that next step is. I don't know what's missing. And that's why I'm not a basketball coach, but he, I, I just think and he's close. I think he needs to be better at playing like through or off of contact. Um, I mean, you see it a lot where he's very good at getting to the basket, but he's yeah. not good at finishing yeah. through contact. And, um, and I, I think, think that takes today, to today was a big reality check for him because, you know, most of the season we've seen him be able to drive, you yeah. know, go up for that and then dish it off. And UCLA clearly was watching the film yes. because I don't think there was one pass that got through. Every single time he did that, it was a turnover. Mm-hmm. Um, and credit to UCLA for that because they they saw it coming. It wasn't just fluke like, I'm going to put my hands up and then throw my left hand yeah. down. No, it was like, I'm yeah. going to act like I'm going to defend it, and then I'm going to steal the ball. And Tojri, give, Tojri and I give him a lot of shit, but the reality is that Mick Cronin is a very good yeah. basketball coach. That's what, I mean, that's, so. that's, that's what I wanted to bring up, right? In like, to your point, like our job is to break down this game, break down this team. But at the end of the day, UCLA is – there's only four teams better in the nation than them right now. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like – they're that good. 
Tiger Campbell is that good. Mick Cronin is that good. That's just how UCLA is right now. Yeah. Right? They are the number one team in the conference for a reason. Not to say ASU can't get there. I think they showed very clearly tonight that through 35 minutes and change of this game, they can be that team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is. I mean, this is a team that you're going to have to respect in the tournament because they've showed very clearly that you play them one time, there's a chance they're going to beat you. Anybody in this conference. They they only lost to Arizona by nine. This game was much closer than the 12-point deficit it ended with. Like, this is a still a very dangerous team. You got you got to keep that in perspective. Very, very true. Uh, before we move on to Aftertaste, I want to tell you guys about the most dangerous way you can make some moolah. It is underdog fantasy. Dangerous? When I say, yes, you just, you just cut me off. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. I appreciate you. When I say dangerous, I mean it is scary how much money you can make with underdog mm. fantasy guys. They're new pickums, they're hires, they're lowers. You can combine anything from NFL to NHL to MLB, even some esports in there, guys. It's easy to get started. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Sign up with promo code PHNX and Underdog is going to match your first deposit up to 100 bones. And I know I said it's dangerous, guys, but it is safe and secure. <laughs> Underdog Fantasy, go check them out. <laughs> it's dangerous in the Baker Mayfield sense. <laughs> wake up feeling dangerous. Hey, you, uh, you download you download Underdog Fantasy, you're going to wake up feeling dangerous. You're going to wake up feeling dangerous. You're going to wake up feeling real dangerous too uh, because if you're if you're smart, you went to bed on a, a more furniture bed. Mm, I can't uh, wait, bro. That's what I was going to say. I the, can't wait! The one silver lining of these late-ass starts is that more furniture bed just hits a little different when you get mm, home. Yeah, it like, does. You, you say you, you're, you're asleep before you even touch the mattress. Um, see, see, that's the problem, though. It literally feels like 11 a.m. right now to me. 11 a.m.? <laughs> yes, I'm not going to be able to sleep. I might not sleep tonight. Well, genuinely, wow. My heart rate is still like 110. I if there was something that was going to get to you, get you to sleep, it'd be that more furniture. Um, it would you be, could, absolutely. Yeah, right? You could save big on the best furniture in the Valley when you head to morefurniture.com. That's M-O-R furniture.com. Uh, MC in the chat, which at this point, I just think it's Mick Cronin in the chat calling himself <laughs> yeah, a great an coach elf. and an angry elf. That's what, that's what I call him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't Mick like Cronin. his coaching style. That's why I just want to say, like, we because I mentioned that we give him shit. The reason I give him shit is I don't like coaches that just shit on their players. All the, I'm not saying shit on the players, but like that kind of aggressive that's a yelling man, type of coach. That's a bald man. Not, yeah. not really like at his players. Not really my kind of not my. Cup of tea. That's why I have a problem with it. Also, he's still a smart coach. He looks his head looked like a bruised apple tonight. It, it looked like some somebody beat it. the fuck out of his his head. It was it was <laughs> tough to did it not look like maybe not from where your vantage point, but from the broadcast, it looked like somebody punched him in the back of the head. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I just he did have bruises on his head. That's, that's that. all we're saying. Shane has left the shot. Are they setting up for gymnastics? I don't know. Oh, is the beauty and the beast yeah. thing happening? Yep. Oh, Fucking that. right. That love shit that. goes crazy. Okay. While we're talking about beauty and the beast, Shane, what'd you guzzle on tonight? What? Yeah. I don't know. Right, we're just, and the Beast we're just throwing it up <laughs> yeah. and seeing what comes down. Shane, what you got for That's me? Like throwing I'm so lobster. glad I have headphones yeah. in. My goodness. Um, <laughs> it's it's two tequila shots. Yeah. Uh, one, two tequila shots came, we took at Illegal Pete's? Yeah, one came from Joe. Shout out Joe. And another came from um, tequila a, in Illegal Pete's? A, mm-hmm. another guy there. So it was some cool stuff in the works. And it was it was a good time. Uh, if you weren't at Illegal Pete's, shame on you. But it was really fun. was fun. Um, let's see. Two tequila shots is pretty good, but the te- I, I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy how this ended. Uh, this is like a reverse pickleback. <laughs> you drink oh. the pickle. You drink. The, you like oh, you. You take God. a pickleback and you don't really know what you're doing, so you drink pot, pickle juice and you're like, 
okay, and then you take a shot, and you're like, wait, I fucked that up. It wasn't supposed to end that way, and I don't like how it ended. What did I do wrong? Um, so, yeah, a reverse pickleback, which is just drinking pickle juice and then drinking alcohol. Shout this, out Charles as well. Yeah, for real. This tastes like when you wake up in the morning and you are craving your favorite kind of cereal, mm. and you're like, I'm going to have some Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and it you is going to be the bowl. chef's fucking yep. kiss on a Saturday. There's and no you milk. you get there, you pour the cereal, yep. you go to the fridge, and there's no fucking milk. It's just tough. It's even worse it's than not, that. It's not what you, you know, want. You were even closer to the finish line. You had the milk. You got it out. You unscrewed the cap, and you poured it, and you're like, ah, shit, it's rotten. It's mm. lumpy. Yep. Exactly. You, you, to the very last minute, you were in it. And then it just all, yeah. it all got it, thrown it, away. Because then you got to throw away like, the cereal, too. You can't even, can't even enjoy no, the dry no, cereal. No, no, no. At that point, you eat the cereal with whatever what? you got to do. Not with the no. milk. Oh. Not with the milk. But you already, oh Not with the lumpy Dude. milk, bro. I, I, <laughs> Not with the lumpy milk. Hey, I'm going to need you oh to my get, God. Uh, get straight. What no, are you dude, doing, bro? Dude, fucking. Are you gagging right now? Yes. Fucking uh, uh, rotten dairy is like the one thing that will like on site. Lumpy, smelly. No, stop it. I swear to God. No, there's no shot, right? I'm not actually going to throw hey, one, but oh my he's God. He's over here tripping about some lumpy, like Stop, nasty stop saying the words. Milk. What are we doing? You know what, uh, you know what, you know what rotten milk looks like? <laughs> Tiger Campbell's hair. Lumpy, <laughs> rotten, really good at basketball. Damn. Right? Oh God, this hurts. It hurts. It stings. It's tough. Shout out, shout out, Emma for sneaking under the camera and putting a garbage can over here just to make sure I I, I had something to throw into, uh, throw up into. I'm not gonna throw up though, despite Totri's best efforts. <sighs> yeah, I really tried, dude. Uh, breaking news: Attendance tonight at DFA thirteen thousand three hundred and sixty-three. That is an all-time record. Of well over 5,000 students as well. Fucking right. Keep EFA doing it. popped off tonight. Keep doing it. Shout out the fans, man. That was, it was a lot of fun. Um, I don't know. Like, it's, this game feels like it was just so close of being a different vibe. Right? Yeah. Like, this, this feels like this, it was. But it, if they win this game, you're number one in the conference. I feel like at that point, I know there's a lot of conference play, but you ride the confidence from a win like this throughout conference play. You guarantee yourself a top four seed in the conference tournament, in my mind. Yeah. But now I feel like it might, and you could, I'd love to hear your opinion on this, but my my take to Sean is I feel like you have to win that USC game now. Oh, I mean, I don't, you don't have to. Uh, but, like, yes, the confidence of beating UCLA would have been awesome. Like, I'm not saying it doesn't matter. But I think people, what, where people are losing me a little bit is when they don't understand that how much confidence this game gives you. Yeah, mm -hmm. it sucks, but you learn from the mistakes. Um, Nunez was so fast to answer one of the questions when somebody asked, "Do you learn more from, you know, a win like Oregon or a loss like this?" And he cut her off and was like, "A loss for sure." Yeah. Uh, yeah. These are types of games where you where teams get better. This is a get better type of game. Um, now they know for a fact they can compete with anybody in the country. Yeah. Anyone lace up any given night and compete with anybody in the country. This is where confidence can be built from a loss. I, yeah. And I know how sweet a win would have been. And yes, the the being number one in the conference, but what have we talked about all year? It doesn't mean shit yeah. until Pac-12 play or yeah. the Pac-12 tournament. And it I mean, the reality is, the reality is, is like it, if you are a top four seed, it doesn't fucking matter. You're gonna have to play. You're gonna have to play UCLA or U of A at, at some point, anyways. Like yeah. it, so. 
You'll yeah. see these teams again. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think the, a win would have been nice, obviously, but you look at look at the Arizona game. It, it's a very similar situation. They played close against a team that everyone thinks is much better, and it, it is much better. They are much better. Um, but and then look how they came out afterwards. They they were they were fine. They were firing. So um, I understand why you say that USC is a must win game, and, and like I think for last year's team. If they were in this situation, 100% a must-win game because if you lose two games in last year's team, it feels like the wheels are falling off. Um, they should beat USC. They're better than USC. Um, but I'm not going to sit here and, like, if they lose that game, the season's over. Yeah. I don't think what, that's the reality. What, what did I say or before the game, Sean? I said tonight is almost house money at this point. Yeah, exactly. We started off so hot. You know, you're supposed to lose to UCLA is yeah. what everybody else says. So if you win, that's awesome. But if not, you've, you're already overachieving. If like you just got to keep handling business, man. Yeah. Damage control, as Bobby said, that they're going to get right, they're going to prepare well, um, and they're going to learn from this. And I have full confidence that this team is going to play a ton better. And we're going to look back at this game and be like, man, if if we were playing like this against UCLA when on on X date on March first, whenever it is, that I mean, they they win by fifteen. Like, yeah, this team is going to be fine. Yeah, yeah, you're 100% right. The team is definitely going to learn from this. And I know the boys already brought it up, but every single one of our listeners, watchers, y'all got to learn from this too. Because like Shane and Sean said, if you missed the informal happy hour at Illegal Pete's, you missed out. What are you doing? You missed out tonight. But guess what? There's going to be plenty more down the stretch because there's a lot more ASU basketball and just ASU sporting events oh, in general, guys. I just remembered I have some in the fridge. Leftovers for illegal after Pete's? this. Yep. Oh, dude. Fucking right. That, that illegal Pete's bowl that you brought back for me? Dude, I so I had had their quesadillas one other time, um, but I never had like... I, I, like I had to reheat them, which they were still good, but like this is the first time I had illegal Pete's fresh. Yeah. Like, fucking... It's good. Chipotle it is really who? Good. Exactly. Chipotle who? Exactly. I'm Fuck with you. out of here. I'm with you guys. They got bowls, tacos, salads, burritos, nachos, and they got some tequila. Oh, uh, they got the marg one crazy. The tequila? Dude, and the queso? Stop it. Shut goes the fuck crazy. up. That goes shit goes stupid. <laughs> that was... That was Why are you telling people to shut up? <laughs> Yo, who are you telling them to shut up, though? That's crazy. <laughs> Fucking the doubters. The haters. The, the haters. The of doubters. which there are many. Tiger Campbell. Uh, illegal Pete's, guys. You're joking, by the way. I know you're joking. They're our go-to you? spot. For burritos, buddies, and beer. Check them out. Also, it was it was cool because CWP and I were sitting at the table watching the end of the Sabres game on his phone. It was just it was just a vibe. Like it was fun. And meeting finally got to meet Joe. Like it was it was dope. Um Oh man. I just realized why we lost. Yeah. We were in we no. weren't wearing Yeah. We weren't wearing bad birdie, man. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's UCLA on the road. You can't wear it against the same team twice. Everybody knows that. We didn't wear it against UCLA yet. You want to yeah, beat them on the road? We're saving for it. Oh, we're, we're saving, saving it for win. the road. Okay. Saving it for the road. Okay, gotcha, that makes gotcha, sense. Gotcha. I mean, the only reason we're, we, it even matters because the streets are saying that, ma- that that bad birdie has magic in it. Yeah. I cannot confirm. I don't want to make unfounded claims, the but the streets, streets are saying the streets fuck with magic. That's crazy. Um, and so does bad birdie, apparently, yeah. according to the streets. Um, so check them out. It's. The greatest golf pair of all time, but they also have like hoodies yep. and like quarter hats. zips and shit. They have hats. They got a bucket hat. Their shit kind of goes crazy. I'm trying to get me a hoodie. I'm I'm kind of been you know, I've been being extra nice to Max recently, trying mm-hmm. to get him to give me one of these hoodies. So we'll see. I'll keep working on it. Um, but check them out. You can get 15% off your order um, at badbirdygolf.com when you use the promo code PHNX underscore sports 15 PHNX underscore sports one five. Check them out. It's the greatest goddamn golf pair on the goddamn planet. Yes, sir. Uh, before we get out of here, you know what time it is. What time is it? 
It's time for the Bobby board. Bobby board. Unfortunately, we don't get a new face. Uh-huh. Dude, I had a this great one Bobby is, face locked up, locked, ready to go for this. This one, one is so much more like it. It's so much darker. <laughs> it does seem ones. darker, but it's crazy because it's li- it's the same. I think it's just the blue and all mm, that. That's fair. That's fair. It's tough. It's tough. And at this point, there is only one more row left that we can possibly get a full sweep. Yeah, and it's not going to be an easy one. <laughs> oh, Shane, I don't know if you saw this. Stanford got the first win tonight over Oregon oh, State. They play? Oregon, Oregon State, State. In, sta- in in at Stanford. So, um, cool. they're they're the back is back, baby. Um, the columns are still alive, though. Still columns are still alive. We still got alive. If you beat USC, we well. got four <laughs> columns alive. Uh, five columns. So alive. you have to win the Pac-12 tournament and beat U of A and UCLA and Utah and USC. It's part of their plan. Sleep, right? It's part of Bobby's plan. He knows what he's doing. He he yeah, he. He, he is scheduling his wins specifically so we can get also a, a straight. Totally fine. If it's one two one two. What do you mean? If oh, like one loss, two one loss, loss, one loss, one loss, two loss. I will be okay with that, particularly if those losses come in the exact same spots. If it's a loss to Arizona and UCLA again, yeah, I'm I'd rather right. that than lose to any of the other teams on that line because they're not supposed to lose to any of the other teams on that line. Very true. Let's break it. Let's make it no or one loss for the rest well, of the season. That, yeah. It's very fitting because maybe it doesn't mean anything. Because um, mm. Bobby Hurley, I tweeted this clip out, um, and in the most Bobby Hurley fashion, he gave a just a kind of depressing but hilarious answer at the same time, me, not meaning to at all, of course. Um, he was asked about the atmosphere, and he said, yeah, it was whatever. Da, 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 talked about the atmosphere, and then he basically ended with, you know, we just got to keep winning basketball games and trying to put ourselves in positions to win these basketball games with these moments like this. But it's not a Disney movie. You know, fairy tales where, you know, you're one game behind, you got this great crowd, and it's our moment. That's not what life is, and that's yep. not what it's about. You wish it was, but it's not real. Fuck! <laughs> that's so depressing! Uh, yeah, but I don't know. It's just, it, that's Bobby Hurley for you. Bobby, it's great. you want life to be this Disney movie, but it's not. It's not. It's awful. It's horrible to rip your life out. Again, we talked about earlier. He hasn't eaten all day, so. Yeah, he's hungry. Shout out LTC. What's up? That totally tells you with, you know, you you compare him and his staff to what the staff was for ASU football last year with Donnie Henderson. We don't know if he even cares. This is telling you that your head basketball coach cares more than anyone could imagine. I mean, I, I don't want to say he was, but it looked like he was damn near in tears before when he was closing that post game. He, he cared. He, uh, he snapped on somebody as well. It was, it was, Ooh, it was pretty fun. I'll tell you guys about what? that later. Oh, didn't he give us somebody shit for I, saying stories? He does. He does. He did. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what the, who, who, or what was asked. Basically the question was, um, you know, the offense stalled and, uh, it, it, oh, he's not on a reporter. Yeah, who do you think he's? I thought you said you snapped on a player. Oh no, oh no 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 no. Got you. Um, the offense stalled and it turned into hero ball at some point, and he responded with basically, "I don't want to hear that right now. Um, I don't know if you weren't listening two minutes ago. I already explained what the <laughs> offense was. Um, this isn't what this team is about. Uh, blah blah blah. And 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 um and, and honestly, fuck yeah, Bobby. He's heard that his entire his yeah. entire career. Yeah, it's, it feels like." You know, it's one on one. That's just how this team plays and works. And they're they're fifteen and three, or what? Fifteen and four now. Four, four now, yeah. Fifteen and four. We just competed with the number five team in the country. I don't think you have any room to be judging what the offense is doing, especially against the number two 
defensive team in the nation in terms of causing turnovers. Like, I thought they were great tonight, and I don't yeah. want to take anything away from the players. Yeah, I mean, you, you're a coach. You live and die by your system. He didn't get here on accident. Um, yeah. If yep. I am not mistaken, he knocked when he was the head coach at the University of Buffalo. He ended, was it Arizona season? I think it was Arizona season. So there you go. The more you know. Shane, any final thoughts before you late get home? Uh, the players have said it many times. Bobby has said it. Um, you know, the everybody that works here has said it. Just shout out the fans. Shout out everyone that came out. Shout out the students. And uh, I don't know how you could be, but don't be disappointed in what you saw mm-hmm. at the end of the game tonight and just what you saw in general tonight. Des Cambridge did a fucking 360 dunk. Yeah, yeah, holy shit, right? Shot. Like, this is what this team is. We have been saying this entire year, this is the most fun team I've seen in years. This is the most fun yeah. team I've covered ever. It's not even close. Uh, come out to these games, support them, watch every game. Uh, you're not going to regret it. And pack the house on Saturday, man. It's going to be fun. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, – I, I don't want to, like – make light of it, but like it, it to a certain extent there's like trauma amongst asu fans i understand it, you you it's been tough for a, lo- a while to be an asu fan and one loss can feel like everything is going wrong but you would have you'd lie to yourself if you wouldn't say that you were would you were would have killed for this last season to be where we are this year last year yeah you would have traded the ucla win to be where you're at exactly so it, like i've been saying the whole show it's all about keeping everything in, in perspective Hundred percent. Well said. Right. Music, music's kicking in. I'll, uh, I'll see you guys. <laughs> is Lou later. getting Beauty shots up? Setting up. Somebody better uh, be getting no, shots they're, up. They're setting up. The oh the yeah, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, of you course. Can't really see it, but yeah. All, All right, right, Shane. We will see you on the other side, buddy. Guys, Bye-bye. if you enjoyed the content, give us a follow at phnx underscore Sun Devils. You can follow me at Anthony underscore Totri. You can follow Shane at Shane D. You can follow Sean to pause at Sean underscore to pause. Uh, ready to vomit over the thought of. Spoiled milk? Oh, my God. Overspoiled milk. Lumpy milk. God damn it. Uh, We'll see you guys on Friday at 2 p.m., just about 14 hours from now. Um, Yes. Um, Shout out Nicole Douglas. Got drafted um, to the NWSL. Shout out um, ASU Women's Tennis for, uh, I don't even remember who the fuck they played because fuck them, but they dominated 7-0 today. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. Guys, enjoy the rest of your evening and I guess your morning at this point. (laughs) Oh, shit. We'll see you guys. Good morning. Tomorrow. Peace.